Hi, and welcome to episode nine of Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. Sonia and Kutzik here, joined by James Hancock. Great to be back. And Rhonda Brighton Hall. Hello. So, big week last week. We had a pretty uh, incredible response from you around the things most important when heading into a new people leadership role. Um, it seems especially from old leaders, like yeah. people who've been in leadership for a long time. I thought that was really nice. Yeah, actually. I'm stepping into a new team. I want to kind of set it up in a great way, not make the same mistakes. Um, yeah, so we love hearing your feedback, and we actually love that it was really helpful. Um, so, given the response, we've actually expanded that out into a, a longer form blog, which you can find on our website. It's a nice um, blog too. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Super simple, but um, expands on some of the ideas discussed and totally shareable. So, if you know somebody who's new uh, to people leadership, do them a favour and flick it along. Yeah, and that's a fabulous one. And if you've got a few spare minutes this week, it's worth checking that out. Um, there's plenty more. We're getting a great backlog of blogs on all things work, from culture, belonging, leadership, resilience, and a few little funny ones to keep you giggling as well. Oh, I love when you said that word, giggling, James. Giggling, James. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that got weird. So without any further... <laughs> Well, what I do. <laughs> without any further ado, let's get started on today's discussion. We're going to talk about two things. The first one is um, a couple of quirky little did you knows about work. Um, the you know the debate amongst the three of us are they quirky or lame? I'm going quirky, but we'll leave that up to you to decide. I make a lame. <laughs> <laughs> let's just see. Let's just see. And then we're going to move on to a more meaty discussion around how you sell big mm. ideas and what it actually takes to align the hearts, minds, and efforts of the people around you. So first, look, work is bloody strange, yeah? It's weird. Mm. So, um, it is today. <laughs> especially today. So, especially because we're doing this weird thing. <laughs> weird slash lame. So we, we scoured the, um, the depths of the internet um, mm. for some weird factoids about work, and here's the top 10 we came up with. Okay, we ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Buckle it up. Let's go. As will ever be. <laughs> okay, the first one is the average office chair with wheels <laughs> travels mm. 12.8 kilometers a year. That's awesome. I reckon that's AFL player um, coverage. I want to know what my chair does when I'm not at work. I also now, it's so weird, but I also want to know if it doesn't have wheels, how far does it go? You need to do a control <laughs> test, you yeah. bloody weirdo. Yeah. But isn't that, if, if you think about where you go... With your chair, right? You scooch over to your drawers, which is what? 20 centimetres? How many times are you doing that in a year? It's freaky. It's going to surprise you, but I've never thought about this before. Mate, you think about some weird stuff. So the fact you haven't thought about that. Okay. In Germany, employers can require their women employees to wear a bra to work. Is that true? Is the internet that told me. The internet told me. Well, you know, you know, if you work okay. in certain jobs, that might be critical. I'm then going to leave that there. Nobody's yes. looking at me. Let's move yeah. on to number three. The most common job globally is a truck driver. Yeah. That's yeah. probably true. That yeah. Makes sense. Mm. Not for long, though. Yeah, well, I was going to say. Yes. Listening to music makes you more productive. I'm not surprised. Not um, with your music. Are, oh. oh, wow. <laughs> not with your this music. This is the battle of a music Both. between Sonia and I. Folk <laughs> or punk rock, you decide. <laughs> Uh, not folk. Uh, and estimates are good music. It gives you 15% or, more productivity. And when I wear my headphones, I get about 30% more productivity. <laughs> and sunny days make people less productive. So that was a 2008 study found that on rainy days, we work an extra 30 minutes a day. 
Mm, mm, oh, it's sunny today. <laughs> I know. See so you guys at four thirty. We work faster to get out, back outside. Yeah, Opening in James. What have you got? Yeah. Look, irrespective of the weather, I think the average worker will still spend fifty minutes a day looking for lost files. Or more if they've got a number of apps that people keep moving things around. Oh this, is, this is true. I'm sorry for what I did with that file. <laughs> uh, what didn't this guy create? Leonardo da Vinci created the first resume. I think that's cool. Yeah. That's quirky. I wonder why he needed that, though. To get a commission or something? Mm. Yeah, it must have been, I guess. Could be. Uh, the average work desk has 400 <laughs> times more bacteria than a toilet seat. I'll be working from the throne room today. <laughs> I'm not having any meetings with you. No, I no, wouldn't. Not and certainly me. not at my desk. <laughs> And probably relating to the fact we, so we record podcasts on Friday or Monday, Tuesday is the most productive day for work each week. <laughs> and finally, uh, and a personal favourite, drinking alcohol to a moderate level of intoxication uh, can lead to a boost in creative thinking. Well, that just sounds like permission to me. So, Alicia, I want an Aperol spritz, please. <laughs> I'd like to challenge the quality of the ideas. Yeah, yeah. I need to get real creative real quick. I think, I, I think it got a little lame. <laughs> Mate, I've got a cocktail some 10 a.m. I'm happy. Okay, so let's move beyond day drinking um, and something a bit more um, intellectually stimulating. How do you sell something? It's absolutely critical to be able to communicate ideas and you know opportunities in a way people can get behind. Yeah, I. This is seems like an unexpected topic for us. It's like absolutely critical, mm. um, and we're asked about it all the time because the very essence of what we do mm. is look at leaders departments, organizations who've done things the same way for a really, really, really long time. Mm. And what we effectively do is work with them to co-create better ways. So we are selling a different way, a better way, a new idea all the time. It's the very foundation of who we are. So we had a look at how we do that, because we do it every day. Um, and we think it's these five things. So first of all, sell to real needs, like actually make a difference. Uh, second one's timing. Great ideas are awesome, but they've got to be at the right time. Third thing is absolute respect for your customer and the role they play yeah. in bringing your idea to life. Fourth one, connect to the customer. And we're going to talk about trust mm. and even like. What? <laughs> and the fourth, or the fifth one, sorry, is love what you're selling. You've got to have something great to sell. So over to you, James, to kick us off. Yep. So the first one, sell to real needs. In the sales world, we'd call this needs-based selling, and it's true for all selling. This is what do people actually need. Yeah, and this one, you know, follow, stay with me here, but I'm sure we've kind of, if you did a business degree at uni, Marketing 101, the first thing I tell you about is, you know, selling what people need. And they tell a story about a big pharmaceutical company that actually mm. sold baby formula to African, like to an African nation. So they did their job so well in selling this formula that they convinced the local people that it's much better than breast milk, better health outcomes for your kids. And that's what parents largely want. Um, so these mothers were buying formula but they didn't have enough money to, you know, kind of make it to the right concentration level, nor did they have access to clean drinking water. Yeah, wow. Mm. So what you actually had was amazing sales, but kids were actually pretty much dying. And the fact that they kept on breast milk, they would have been in much better shape. It's, a, it's such a great example because a lot of the time we sort of, what can you sell and you, what you get away with? They yeah. market, make a market and race yeah. off and make millions. But mm. actually what you sell has to be good for people, has yeah. to be absolutely something they need that's useful yeah. and valuable to them. And I think that's the heart. You want to you want to sell things and big ideas that are really great, mm. that do great things, not just whatever you can get away with. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like a real tension between what becomes needs and wants and misinformation as well. 
Um, before you create things, big ideas, new ways of doing things, it shows that you just have to listen to the potential customers. What's most important, what's missing, what's causing pain, then come up with alternatives or ideas that meet those needs. You're going to take someone's time, headspace, money, focus, and knock off um, other priorities they might have been doing. Make sure you're adding something valuable back into the world. Make sure you're meeting genuine needs for a business, person, or community. Yeah. Timing, second one. Yeah. Uh, great ideas are awesome, but they need to be at the right time. We've seen some really, truly amazing ideas that got the timing wrong. Easy mm -hmm. ideas are things like, or easy examples are things like, I've got a great idea for the Christmas party, but it's Easter, so nobody wants to talk about yeah. it. Uh, another brilliant idea that people have come up with takes a million dollars investment and they throw it on the table with the team three weeks after the budget went in mm. and the faces around the table are like, oh my God, I have to give up the budget I fought so hard for because you've got a new idea and you came in too late. And you've got yeah. Buckley's chance, honestly, of yeah. across the line. Or if you yeah. do, you sort of trash everyone else's yeah. plans for the year, so it's not a good one. Um, but the other idea is when, or a more difficult example is when you come up with things like a recognition or an appreciation program, mm. which might sound fantastic, but the, all the employees in the company might be complaining about their base pay being too low or you're still trying to solve a gender pay gap or something really foundational. To get the timing right, you've got to have solved the foundations, fix them without a fuss, so you've got an invitation to put something better on the table or something bigger on the table. Yeah. Which leads to this next point about absolutely respecting and knowing your customer. So it's not just about what parts of them do you need to know, you need to know everything about them. What's more important, and what's most important, sorry, what's their role, what do they actually have to do? Um, how much time have they got? And really respecting what it's gonna take from them. So what you're selling needs to be relevant and useful. Not to you, but to them, like really linger on that. So without a customer in front of you, you don't have a business, you don't have a job, and your ideas will go nowhere. So respect their power and how important they are to you, which leads nicely onto our fourth point. Yeah, I, I love that point about respecting that customer and then connecting is the fourth point. Um, and this is where we talk about trust. So to connect to someone and genuinely build a great relationship, you have to absolutely uh, talk about, find things and warm to things about the person, the things you really like, admire, or can be inspired by, the person or the work they're doing. You have to genuinely like them. Yeah. And many times when we listen to people who fail to sell a great idea, it's because they talk about how stupid everybody is. So sort of, we heard one techie talking about his client customers and he was saying, oh, brain dead users was the expression he mm. used. He even converted into an acronym, which just blew my mind. But if that's how you feel about someone, then they'll know it, they'll feel it. And connecting is about liking the person and trusting them. And if you're really lucky and you do that really well, they might like and trust you right back. Mm. I have a saying that if I think the person's a bit of a wombat, they'll think I am too. Yeah. <laughs> I love that expression, and I feel like that has provided inspiration to the music debate we had earlier. We're listening to the Wombats after this. <laughs> and on to number five if, um, is having something worth selling. So I think if you do the first four with genuine intent, you'll be creating something worthwhile, worth selling. It's valuable to people. You'll love your product, service, or idea, and you'll want to use it to help people. You'll deliver it on time as promised or better. You'll look to add value to that other person every time. If your product or service or idea is not good enough yet, you'll work harder to get it better. You'll challenge yourself until you have complete confidence of what you're selling and why you think it's valuable. Why is it worthy of someone else's time, energy, focus, and headspace? Yeah, and the example for this one for us is this belonging quotient that we've just been doing. We spent 18 months getting this exactly right, testing and trialing, testing and trialing, and yeah. now we absolutely love it. We're so proud of it, and we're, we're, you can feel it when we're out talking to people. There's not, yeah. there's not selling. We're just so convinced that this is a great idea. It's a great yeah. idea. So to recap, and what we're really talking about is purposeful selling, and I know we sound quite serious compared to how we normally sound, but 
these five things about selling a really big idea that make a difference to the world. Um, sell to real needs, genuine mm. needs that are good for people. Timing, get the ideas right at the right time. Uh, absolute respect for your customer and the position they play. Connecting to your customer, talking about trust, liking being part of their lives. And five, having something that's absolutely worth selling. Yeah, so I think for podcast listeners this week, there's a bit of a challenge. Ooh. I think that um, we should all try this approach to sell something important to you. It doesn't have to be a revolutionary strategy or a huge deal. It may be something smaller, but important. And it, you don't need a sales title to use this. You can use yeah. it in whatever role you're in. For regular peeps. Regular people. So try this one. <laughs> Report back. We, we can't quite like regular people. Regular people, we are them. regular people have the moi seal of approval. Uh, look, we do want to hear your responses on this one. Hit us up via our socials or at www.moi.life. Love, love, love a challenge. Thank you. Um, that is a wrap for today. But before we head off, James, what are we diving into next week? Yeah, I love this topic. So we're going to talk about change, not another dust collecting plan. Just talk to me. Sorry, talk to you. <laughs> Just talk to me. What kind of spreadsheet does it say I should talk to you? I think it's row hundred. <laughs> I was watching a project where someone ran out of space in Excel. I didn't even know is Excel that possible? could. It is. Only yeah. when you're making a change plan. <laughs> <laughs> but we are. We love this topic of change. It's another one of these ones that we do all the time. What it takes to lead, support, and embed in a great way instead of a seventy thousand word Excel spreadsheet that runs out of space. Or a ten-page Gantt chart, although we do like a I like Gantt, a Gantt chart. chart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you get it's one underrated. page with a Gantt chart. You get one page. Yeah, you can blow it up to A one, but one page. <laughs> and then what we want to talk about is how do you get change agility so people are confident with change and feel that they can comfortably be part of it. And look, yeah. this is something that we all need to be across. Like Things are not slowing down. We're not going to stop changing. So the more confident and the more we can personally own and contribute to that, the better off we'll all be. Yeah. So make sure you tune in next week. In the meantime, like us and subscribe to Article 23 via SoundCloud, iTunes or Spotify to make sure you never miss an episode. But for today, that is a big moi from us. Thank you. Bye. bye.